Anna Kelly back at it again. I don't know if you saw this, but hopefully you did because I think we have to talk about it. Apparently, real estate agents, NAR, mortgage brokers, MBA, and builders, National Home Builders of Association, have all sent a letter to the Fed president begging to stop raising rates and begging to stop QT. Did you see the letter? What were your first thoughts? Because I know mine, uh, and I think they're going to probably surprise you. But uh, what were your thoughts on all of that? I did. I, I saw the letter and I thought, you you know, we're in a housing recession, <laughs> even though we're not maybe technically in an economic recession. But, you know, we're in a housing recession when all of those who depend on housing continuing and not stagnating are basically panicking and they're crying uncle and they're saying, please, please, please save us. Um, so that was my I was surprised. I really was surprised that. um that number one, they thought their letter would really have any impact, to be honest with you, yeah. um, because the Fed knows that we have a housing unaffordability issue and they mm -hmm. know that they need to try to help in some way. They have failed to do that because they looked at killing demand, thinking that if we kill demand, um, prices will fall and will bring back some balance to the housing market. Powell said that early on and in several mm -hmm. conferences. We know that housing isn't affordable. We need to bring back balance to the housing market, aka we're going to bring pain and we're going to cause values to fall. They basically told you, be patient and wait to buy your house. They didn't bank on the fact that there is such a supply um, lock-in effect, as we talked about in an earlier video today, which your listeners should go back and listen to, but that people are not incentivized to sell. So literally housing has come almost to a halt when 86 or 84 percent of home buyers say it's a bad time to buy and sellers don't want to sell. The, the market has come to a standstill. And so that is bad for real estate agents. It is bad for home builders. It is bad for mortgage brokers. And housing really leads the economy in terms of um, leading us into a recession or leading us into a boom because it it has so many um, employees that are that basically depend on housing to go in order for their livelihoods to you know to to survive. And so basically these these. Uh, housing related professionals are saying it is so bad that if you don't stop we're going to have a housing depression and there is going to be big layoffs and big pain um for all those that rely on housing to do well but the fed knows this michael and and the fed has still said despite housing we have to tackle inflation and so i don't think that their letter has any real pull with the Fed. I don't think their le letter is going to impact what they do. The Fed knows that this is a, an issue, um, but it shows the real desperation of those in, in the home market to say, we really have a problem here. Um, will you please, please help us? Yeah, I think there. I had two thoughts when I read the letter. The first thought was, why now? And the reason why now is important is we've already, I've already, we have already talked about housing has had a 40% crash in transactions. Right. Mortgage origination by some counts is down 50%, right? New home builders, uh, they've been doing okay, but you know, something must have changed. So the, my first question was why now? And I think you brought up exactly what I think will happen uh, September, October, November, and December when the data comes out is we're going to go from a housing recession to a housing depression. 
Yes. Because if we go to the last leg of the stool, which was strong builders, it's now weakening in a big way. I've talked to many builders, not the public ones, you know, not the Lenars, the Tolls, the, you know, Poltes, but the smaller ones. And they've told me explicitly, I'm out. I'm going to finish the couple Absolutely. of years I have. I am, I will not build anymore at this. And the problem with all of that is, A, that's jobs. But B, when we get to the next spring selling season, there's going to be no inventory there. Right. <laughs> all of that. So again, I think I think it's a recession and mortgage brokers down, you know, real estate agents down. I have said for a while now, and, and this letter made me go, I might, I might, I might actually be rosy. The bottom number so far this year in existing home sales was 4.02 million. It was January. We've been up since, although last month was close at 4.05 million. I said a month ago that I think we're going to 3.75 to 3.8. This letter made me go, oh, it could be worse. That's what I, that mm -hmm. was the first thing I saw when I saw that letter. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think they are. They're bracing themselves for things to be slower, you know, not only through the winter, but, you know, the, the tackle on effects of when they're, you know, when is their peak selling season? It is in the spring through the summer. And for builders, they start to, you know, sell the houses in the spring, they build them and they get you moved over yeah. the summer before the kids go back to school. And so they're, they're seeing there is, there is a lot of pain, but there's more pain coming. And as you mentioned, you know, when you have interest rates so high, a lot of people don't don't think about where do the builders get the money from? Well, they're having to go to lenders. Well, lenders aren't lending much to builders and they're, they're all variable rate loans. You can't really lock in a fixed rate loan for very long. Um, and if you are, you know, builders are looking, I know because we're developing properties in Texas at nine to 11 to 12% loans in order just to it, it, construction loans. And they're, they're not fixed. Um, they're variable. They might be fixed with IO for a very short period of time. But when your cost to borrow for a builder just to build the home is that high and you still have wage pressures with, you know, workers wanting top wages and you still have some construction um, materials still elevated with inflation, you have to be able to sell that house for a pretty good price in order to be able to make it profitable. And profit margins are not really that big on development anyway. Um, from some numbers I've seen have said about nine to 10% profit margin on, on a home. And so, you know, if you take your borrowing rates for a developer from three or four or 5% to nine to 12%, it eats into your profit margins really quickly. And then you can't you don't really know that the buyer is going to be able to perform. I don't. Yeah. I, I haven't been keeping up with the actual month-to-month -month stat, but the number of cancellations of new homes being built has skyrocketed in the last several months. And so mm -hmm. they don't even know that they're going to be able to, to sell these homes. And so they're just stopping. And that's going to do what? It's going to continue to bring down supply, both from builders and from existing home sales. And that's just going to make this pause that we have today even worse tomorrow if rates stay even where they are, which I think exactly. that they most likely will and, unless something breaks. So they really are worried. And you're seeing already uh, mortgage professionals being laid off. I know a few agents mm -hmm. that are shutting down and saying, I can't. I can't make a living, you know, that that we're doing really well a couple of years ago and, and now are really struggling. And then you've got the builders. And so this is a, a cry for help. But 
I just don't think the Fed has a whole lot of options. And again, if you look, there's a framework, and I can't remember who coined it, but it's the HOPE framework. And it's basically that housing starts to, to fall first at the end of a big peak before you're going into a real economic, a deep recession, um, or even a mild recession. Housing starts, then orders start to come down, then profits start to come down, and then personal earnings start to come down, and then unemployment goes up. And so essentially, housing has already been in this recession. Orders have followed, profits have followed, earnings are starting to come down, and we've got more time before all of that hits deep pain. So I think the housing pain is really starting, just starting, could get worse, and you're starting to now see these other domino effects. And so it's just indicative of of what is happening and what is probably coming that probably is worse tomorrow than it is today in terms of deflationary, low growth, more recessionary conditions. And so I, I do think that this is, um, it's just another leading indicator that the economy is about to get worse and not better, in my opinion. Uh, no, I, I, I agree with all that. The last thing I did think about was I thought this was a pretty weak and desperate move. Um, I, you know, I, I'm you've heard me talk about I hope the Fed kills the Fed put, you know, when I think about this letter, I was like, were you writing a letter to Jerome Powell when uh, you guys were killing it and selling everything for 50 and 30, you know, 30, right. 50 grand above? I'm like, were you telling him, hey, dude, Jerome Powell, raise rates. You know, it's too it's too good over here. Yeah, uh, it's very one sided. And as somebody who tries to look holistically, I thought it was a weak and desperate move. And yeah, I didn't like it. Absolutely. I I didn't either personally. And granted, I mean, I'd love to write Jerome Powell a letter and say, uncle, yeah. you know, we're trying to develop apartments over here and you basically, you know, killing our ability to do that. Or, you know, we've got apartments and we've got office and we've got, you know, all this other real estate where we're dependent on low rates, but you're taking them from us and we can't make profits. The Fed's not concerned about your profits. No, The Fed no, is no. concerned about bringing down inflation so that there's not mass problems throughout the country, hyperinflation, et cetera. And they'd rather kill a segment of the market um, and, and you know, stoke a certain amount of unemployment um, than they would to lose the battle of inflation, which is bad for everybody, which would make rates have to stay even higher for even longer. And so they're doing what they have to do. Um, they know that they're causing pain. All these peaks and booms always cause pain. The question is just how bad does it have to get before they say it's so bad now that if we don't pivot now, um, we're going to go into a deep deflation, which could be yeah. just as bad as a deep inflation. So Yes, it was kind of a shameless plug, help me crying uncle. Um, but yeah, you never see that when we're all, you know, yeah, profiting yeah. from a boom. Um, it's yeah. it's when suddenly the the money dries up and and daddy cuts off the, you know, the money supply card, yeah. that we go, yeah. wait a second, we're, we don't like this. It's not very comfortable. It's um, not fair. Yeah. It's it's not fair. Uh, but yes, I mean, as a housing professional, I don't like where things are and I'd love for them to pause too, but I don't think that they can or will um, pivot anytime soon just because of of people no longer make, you know, able to make profits. Yeah. At the end of the day, as we talked about in an earlier episode, I do think they're done raising rates. Um, I don't think there's a cut coming, but I think at the end of the day, they're done raising rates. What I think will be interesting is QT. Does the environment, yes. like, I think 
Currently, their plan is to continue QT, which I think is like rolling off $50 billion in treasuries and $35 billion in mortgage-backed yes. securities, some kind of numbers like that. Yes. Uh, my my guess is they're done raising, but I don't think they've stopped in QT. What is going right. on in Israel? What's going on in the Ukraine? These other things could stop that in the near future, but I do think they're done raising rates. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you, at least for now. And and it, it's becoming harder and harder to predict what's going to happen as yeah. these exogenous events, external factors come, come into play and go, great, now we've got another thing that we got to think about. Is this going to cause higher oil prices or lower oil prices? Is it going to cause you know higher or lower you know inflation? And we just don't know. But more and more things show us that the economy is very unstable and that it's just going to take that right, you know, pin to pop the bubble, if you will. Um, and so we, we really don't know what's going to happen. I, I could see things getting inflationary again and, and pausing and then inflation ticking up because of some of these things that are happening external to the United States that impact us that could cause the Fed to go, okay, we've paused, but now we have to raise again. So don't get too comfortable with the pause. Um, we just we just don't know. There, there are both inflationary forces and deflationary forces at the same time. Again, the stagflationary type environment that is low growth and higher prices for longer. And hopefully the Fed is able to pause, use some QT, as you mentioned, to you know tighten credit enough to bring inflation down, but without doing it so tightly and so badly that it puts us in a very, very deep recession. If it does, uh, they will pivot. They will drop rates for some time. But if the inflationary forces are still out there, it could be a short time that we need to take advantage of, lock in super low interest rates for a while, buy properties while you know it, while the numbers are low, and then potentially have you know rates higher for longer again. So, it's an interesting world, hard to predict exactly, but um, I'm comfortable that at least there's a pause at this point. But like you said, I, I think that QT is going to continue for some time. Anna, where can people find you? You can find me here every week. You can find me on social media at Anna Kelly, REI Mom, and my new website, Anna Kelly Investing for real estate coaching and consulting. Thank you so much.